Black revolutionaries, distillery owners, Italian fashion retailers, and Motown Grammy winners all share their best stories never before told in any other media outlets on Detroit is Different. Visit DetroitIsDifferent.com or download the Detroit is Different app on Apple's App Store or Google's Play Store. All right, welcome back to the Detroit is Different podcast studios. And today I have somebody in the space, in the space of what I do all the time, the podcast world, because it's more than just me in Detroit podcasting. Actually, over the past probably like five years, so many more people have entered the space. Detroit is Different has been here since 2014, and I welcome them all. I want more and more stories from the city of Detroit to represent that got a love for this. This is a man that actually got a love for it. I've been following uh, definitely as a comedic flair, uh, adds a Detroit feel to it. Mr. Quincy Lewis, how you feeling? What up, what up, what up, what up, man? You already know what it is, man. It's your boy Q Lewis holding it down live <laughs> for the 48205, man. Red zone, yes, baby, yes. you already know. All right, so so <laughs> definitely Eastside representing Q. For sure. Um, it's, it's going to be uh, like, like a usual Detroit is different interview yeah. like the origination but before we even get to the origination of your family starting and all of that stuff podcasting yeah. mm-hmm. what led you into podcasting bro crazy shit like uh shout out to my man's coke uh neighborhood cat live in my neighborhood like real big shout out to him for real though because mm-hmm. um he was an older dude um in our neighborhood for like cats who didn't have fathers or big brothers like he was instrumental in that like he was one mm-hmm. of the dudes who really from my hood that really don't have no vices. Like, he ain't drink, he ain't drink, he ain't smoke no weed. Like, mm-hmm. he kept us on the straight and narrow, so, like, shout out to him. Anyway, um, we over there lifting weights or whatever because he did that, too. He was a trainer, so he had us in shape. So uh, we in the basement one time, and my man was like, dog, we should do a radio show. Now, mind you, this is uh, 2000, 2011. He like, we should do a radio show. I'm like, like on the internet? He's like, yeah. So, this, you know, this shit is new then. So I went and Googled it. I'm like, damn, we can get on. Uh, blog talk radio. I don't know if you remember. I remember that shit. blog talk. Blog <laughs> talk was uh, for people that know. Like blog talk had a lot of internet radio shows for sure. And uh, at one point in time, it was like it was a lit. spot. It, yeah, was, it was lit. it was like shows for it was like almost like a, 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 a the way people were galvanizing around. What was that? Um, Which one? What was uh, last year that the Apple thing? Like two years mm-hmm. ago, it came out Clubhouse. It was oh, like Clubhouse. Yes, it was yes, like yes, a yes. Clubhouse room yeah, that yeah. you can't get in, but people was. <laughs> It was all types of discussions on Blog Talk. Blog right, Talk sure. was dope. It was dope. Mm-hmm. So we jumped on that, uh, or I say I jumped on that. So I started a, a thirty-minute little situation. I was uh, I was on there by myself, talking mm. to myself and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody was checking in at that point. Um, I did that for probably about man two months. Then my homeboy came through. He's like, "Dog, we go really do this." I'm like, "Dog, I, I thought that's what we was doing." Mm-hmm. So he jumped on. It's my man's Monk Money. Um, so we jumped in and started doing it. And at that point, it was all audio. So, I mean, I kind of just, from that point, just start elevating, just looking at shit. All right, so let's add some video. All right, bet, let's do that. So then, all right, let's let's go live. You know what I'm saying? Let's do that. So it just kind of elevated, you know, kept going like that. So it started because we was in the basement talking shit and somebody said, let's do a radio show. That's how it started. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> that's deep because yeah. that origination point and starting like that, and for people that don't know, um, Podcasts by yourself, when you're talking on the mic by yourself, Bruh. are the toughest. Yes. But you learn so much in that space because you'll start talking and talking and talking and be like, man, I've been talking for two hours. Then you look <laughs> down at the machine and it's like, man, it's only been a minute and a half. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, man, I thought that was... And then you try to listen to it. It's like, ah, I'm cringing. I'm hearing myself breathing. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. You almost need a soundboard of a person to bounce off of for sure. to make it flow well. But... Getting in the dojo by yourself is really yeah. where you can hone your skills and build 
who you are as a personality. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I was forced into it, though. Like, I didn't choose to do it by myself. It was supposed to be a group, you know what I'm saying? But nobody yeah. came. So, and knowing me, I just like, all right, I said I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So okay. That's, that's what happened. So, with that also being said, um, <laughs> your your Detroit story. I usually mm-hmm. start there. Uh, your peoples. Uh, how many generations deep are you guys from Detroit? Mm-hmm. Um Let's bring that. Like, what brought right. your people to Detroit? Um, I'm a couple of generations in, so it's my mom's and then her parents, right? So what happened, uh, this is the story, like, okay. as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, what, the, uh, what you were told. Yeah, what I was told. <laughs> um, so they were from this small, this little small spot uh, called Oglethorpe. It's in uh, Oglethorpe. Georgia. Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe. Uh, Whereabouts yeah. from uh, Atlanta? About, yeah, because I, I, that's what everybody say. Mm-hmm. It's uh, about three, maybe about 300 miles North of uh, Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry, south of Atlanta. Yeah, so, I was gonna say, damn, I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> no, that's like, that's that. Tennessee. Shit. Okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's like, Tennessee. Like, wow, that's <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's moving down south. <laughs> now, a uh, real quick story about Oglethorpe. So almost like on the border to to Florida. Then not that far, but okay, like closer. almost. Yeah, okay. almost. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's definitely closer to Florida than yeah. it is to like Tennessee. Yeah. Um. So real quick story about Oglethorpe. That uh, again, I haven't actually referenced this right, but mm-hmm. this is the story they told me. Uh, so my aunt lived in Oglethorpe, and, uh, like in all of them, my grandma and everybody. And apparently there was the original Oglethorpe that was next to the city they lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they told me happened is that um, the the town or the county, whatever, experienced an outbreak of smallpox. Whoa. And, yeah, and they didn't know what to do with the people, so they quarantined mm. them and burned them alive. I don't know if this oh, shit is true. Shit. So they burned the whole town down. Moved over to the, you know, to the next dwelling and called it the new Oglethorpe, which is where wow. my grandma name was from. I don't know if that shit is true because I can't find it nowhere in the, in the history books. But you know how some shit, they didn't document that shit I mean, because obviously they killed the whole like town. That, right. They probably not going to put like, uh, you know, Sheriff Sheriff Johnson was <laughs> no, like, hey, right. guess what? <laughs> Get rid of these niggas, right? Like, yeah, I know. Be like, so. be like, hey, guess what? We got uh, we got free chicken, candy. Uh, it's going to be a million dollars. Just go to that rec center. Right there. Exactly. <laughs> you be like, and, right there? Yeah, and they, they say that's what happened. Like, I'm not sure. But anyway. I mean, the, smallpox was, a thing. For, for people that don't know, yeah, smallpox oh, yeah. was the last big pandemic that they say, like, the way that it was healed was natural immunity, and it took about two Kind of like the COVID timeline, about two and a half yeah. years. Sound kind of But many people died, mm-hmm. and dealing with it, I, I can only imagine the ways people was dealing with. Especially what to down deal there. With. Yeah. Like, ain't no telling what they was doing to people down there. Mm-hmm. But uh, so so my granddad was from down there, too. Like, everybody was from down there. So what happened, he ended up um, taking a, like, I don't know, what do you call it when you jump on uh, trains? It's not hitchhiking, but, you know. Oh, he, uh, oh, he hopped on, like, the end of the train? Yeah, you like, know what uh, I'm saying? What do they call it? Stage? Yeah, uh, it's some Damn, what God is that it, what is it? Jumping the rails? Uh, what is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, he jumped on the train and came up north. And at the time, uh, he, this was uh, this right around the time when Ford was giving people $5, but he didn't go to Ford. He went to the Dodge plant. Okay. Uh, you know, the Dodge plant that, uh, you know, that's the, like the museum now mm-hmm. or whatever. So uh, he went up there, got a job, started, you know, getting things together. And then he sent for my grandma and then, you know, my mom's. And that's how we got here. So Okay. Yeah. All right. So so with that, um, what neighborhood? Um, they were on the west side, actually. On uh, No, I'm sorry. They started on the east side uh, over here by uh, Van Dyke and Gratiot uh, in that area. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up moving to uh, the west side over on Calvary, like off of Chicago, somewhere in there. Okay. And I ain't going to lie, dog. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that. When they had me, they moved to the east side. I don't okay. think 
You know, no diss on Chicago oh, and man. shit, but I ain't trying to you grow up on Chicago. You don't think you could have been a McKenzie kid? Man, what? Or uh, what was, what was, it was, it was a school right down the street, right there on uh, Chicago and uh, Calvert. I can't think of it. Chicago, was it Calvert. Northern, uh, wait, wait, no, no, no. You said Chicago and Calvert. Yeah, yeah. I guess that would I mean, been. not not Chicago. Well, uh, Chicago is the other street. Calvert crosses. Uh, okay, Calvert is like way over here because I'm yeah. saying Chicago. I'm thinking McKenzie, but that would have been either Central or Northern. Central, Central. Yeah, That's what it was. Central, like Central or Northern. Yeah. Like they literally live like three blocks from uh, Central. So I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm cool. I'm glad I was on the east side. So they ended Uh up moving to the east side. That's where I was born on Calvary, but uh, Uh we moved to the east side when I was probably like one uh, over there by uh, 6 and and, uh, Hoover. So I'm an airport kid, you know, in that Uh area. 48205. Even though, like I always say in this, Detroit is different. (laughs) Everyone from the east side lives by the airport. It's like, what is going on? They do, because you ask an east sider, it's like, hey, where you stay? Not that far from the airport. And you'd be like, man, the airport is so big. It's like, you could be damn near downtown or you could be on the other side of Outer Drive near Osborne. You could be. (laughs) I'm I'm literally in a, I'm I'm the block, I'm a block off of the airport. So, like, for real, I I mean, I I was over there back in the day when, like, you really could take a flight up out of here. Like, Uh Spirit started over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh the other shit, uh Southwest. Southwest was yeah, yeah Southwest sure. was there, Spirit was there. Yeah. Like I remember back when you had to interrupt airport. your conversation when the plane comes like because <laughs> you can't hear. You know, you can't hear. All right, so so that neighborhood, what yeah. do you remember about growing up in that neighborhood? No, the thing I remember about that neighborhood is that everybody seemed to be pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Even though now I'm looking back at it. We were struggling like a motherfucker. Like, I didn't realize it, though. Mm -hmm. But I think our parents did a great job in, like, sheltering us from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never felt like I went without. But then you looking back at some things, like, yeah, we probably could have had more. You know what I'm saying? Mm So um, that's the main thing I remember. And I had a lot of friends, a lot of friends who are still my friends. That don't happen often. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think people take that for granted. A lot of my friends really came from childhood like four or five years old like and and we still friends all right and then it's unique because i'm thinking like what street what block yeah i'm on ingleside right so it's ingleside okay. ingleside and connor's is my uh is my my, so my main you, streets you kind of had like some options of schools to go to if you wanted i could have i could have went to osborne school. yeah uh, I was gonna say, you osborne was my neighborhood school yeah that's what i was thinking i could have went to shit denby or persian like, yeah i was thinking like one. you probably could have went to either one of them too yeah. and really you Sort of could have skipped and went up to Kettering, even though that's like a whole nother side of the east side. But but I had niggas on my block who went to Kettering. Yeah, I was gonna say so, yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, I, I was did, gonna yeah. say that that kind of puts you almost anywhere, but like yeah. going way over to Finney or something. Exactly. Yeah. You know, David, I won't go to Finney. No, no damn way. But uh, <laughs> or you, or East English, uh, whatever we call it. English now. Village <laughs> now, but it's it's always Finney at heart. Yeah. Shout out to the Highlanders for sure. Well, um. What uh, what school did you go to? Oh man, you already know, dog. The greatest high school in the city of Detroit, dog. Detroit Martin Luther King Jr. Senior <laughs> High School. Shout out to thirty two hundred. Shout out to thirty two hundred, dog. Um, okay. Loki, I was just uh, I was just with my man's uh, Kurt Kurt Blackwell last night. Kurt Blackwell, of course, is uh the uh, founder of Sound Mind Sound Body uh, football camp and uh, mm-hmm. now academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a uh, you know one of my teammates over at uh, at King. Shout out to the hit squad, dog. You already know what it is. Yeah, hit squad, Coach Ren. Coach Ren. Rest in peace to my dog, yeah. man, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like a super mentor. Like we kind of got off into that conversation yesterday when we was talking about you know his organization and just how influential Coach Reynolds was. Like to not just to the people who played for him, but like other kids in the city. Like I don't even know how they got influenced by him, and they never even got coached by him. 
But yeah, shout out to Casey. Yeah, Coach man. Coach Ren, I, I started as, I know I finished at Northwestern, but I okay. started at King. Okay. And my um yeah, Coach Winfield taught health. Yeah. And then at the and then I switched Damn, over to gym. Away too. Damn. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I switched over to gym with, with Ren. And yeah. it, you didn't know what Coach Ren didn't even say nothing. He just walked out with his clipboard like mm, mm, run, Definitely a mumbler. definitely run, a mumbler. Run, <laughs> it's like I, what did what did he just like I'm not about to ask him to repeat. <laughs> No, you what he just not. said, you better not. It's <laughs> gonna be hell to pay. The, I would just follow suit and, and, as much <laughs> what as, everybody else doing. As much as, as, all right. and, and Jim was definitely basketball with Coach Ren, so yeah. shout out to him for that. It was for like, sure. it was like, oh, yeah, because he ain't doing shit else. Yeah, yeah he ain't doing like shit hooping, else. hooping, and then we did like whatever little test we had to do, <laughs> right. like them days, and it was it was just straight up hooping. Is that still a thing? Like, is is, is physical education still a thing? Like, I, I, th- they've <laughs> changed it from the little homies I talk to now. Yeah. It's like they've changed it in certain ways. It's okay. not. I don't think it's not what it used to be. But in my, but I assume it has to somewhat be that because yeah, yeah that's really what it was. It was hooping. Right. That's, that's what all it was. was. Right. That's all it was. <laughs> it was like open run. <laughs> that was it all day long. Hell yeah. Open Damn. run. Shout out to Jim. So so Casey, mm-hmm. um, were you in one of the programs at uh, King or were you yeah. just? Okay. No, I was. A, yeah, I was in MSAT, uh, okay. uh, Math, Science, and Applied Technologies. Look. I don't know how I survived those four years in that program, <laughs> but uh, somehow, like, I'm, a, I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, like, I'm not the, you know, I'm not the brightest bulb in the, you know, what I'm saying in the pack, but I, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. I got through it, and uh, and I ain't gonna say that. I, let me take that back. Like, I'm not, you know, slow enough, but I've never applied myself scholastically. I did mm-hmm. just enough to. You basically did enough so that you could pass. Yeah, and so I could be eligible to play football. <laughs> I got you. Enough to play. <laughs> enough it. for the hit squad. That was it, though. Okay, that was it. so after after King, where did you go? Nah, so after King, man, like, uh, my homie, shout out to uh, my homie P-Mo, or Angry Man, who was my uh, co-host on the mm-hmm. uh, morning show. Um, he he had uh, he graduated in 95, so two years before me. He ended up going to a school in Wisconsin, uh, uh, Lakeland University. So he was, like, the first one on our block to, like, go to college. So oh, he, man, went, he was like Ricky. No, he really was. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, like <laughs> no, for real, for real, like a uh, Omar Epps on the yeah, other Omar Epps at Higher Learning. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. So he was like a like my sister was the my sister was the first one to go to college, but she didn't like she uh she stayed at home like she mm-hmm. went to Marygrove. Uh huh. So he was the one first one to leave. Like, mm-hmm. so he started hitting me up like, dog, you going to college? You going to college? I was like. I really hadn't thought about it. I'm like, dog, I'm barely getting out of this. Like, eh, let me just do something else. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, dog, you can come play football here and do all this or whatever. So I'm like, I don't really want to, dog. Like, I'm mm-hmm. straight. So then uh, I started, I took the, <laughs> I took the ACT, bro, uh-huh. and got like a 16, bro. Like, I think, uh-huh. I mean, like, I think all I had to do was sign my name to get a 16. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. With it. I, I can't go to school. So I ended up going to a college fair, and I ran into one of the reps at Eastern. So mm-hmm. Eastern at the time had very low standards, I guess I'd just say. Wait, so they, wait, wait, wait. But shout out to Eastern because Eastern was <laughs> Eastern was damn near like a, a HBCU from like uh <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it was. I swear to God. Like, it was. Maybe from like maybe like ninety six to like twenty sixteen. It, no, it, it it's policies for... knew that how, how racist those standardized tests and stuff was, man. I think that's Eastern, what it was. Eastern figured out ways to get black folks up there. They and did most of the people, you know what I'm saying? Continue, continue. Yeah, Especially, did, I got uh, Eastern questions. No, they they did, and I, and I got stories. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like, so the dog told me he was like, "Look, 
It's like, uh, like what you got right now, I can't get you in with 16. You got to take it again. So, so mm-hmm. he told me I got to get at least an 18 mm-hmm. um, in order for them to even consider me. So yeah. I went back and took it. Ended up getting a 19, you know what I'm saying, which is still like, not great, but it was enough to get mm-hmm. me in there. So I uh, got back with Doug. They got my paperwork together. I ended up going to Eastern, right? So I went to Eastern. And I, I kind of I left football at King, at least I thought. Okay. But uh, they had a tryout at Eastern. And what I – what I need people to understand is that Eastern don't win a lot of games, no. but it is still Division One. All right, mm-hmm. so like these niggas is still six twelve and shit around this motherfucker. Like I'm little oh, yeah. when I get there, so when um, we go to tryouts or whatever, they had seen some of my tape at King and Dog just told me like, "Could I play D line?" And like, bro, I'm five eight. I get mm-hmm. there, D line is six four. Like, mm-hmm. I, what I'm gonna do? So Dog was like, "Man, I ain't gonna lie. We seen you on tape. We thought you was taller." But you mm. can come out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I came out and got embarrassed and went home and, and didn't yeah. play football no more. You were like, uh, that I was think it. this is the that end of my football career. <laughs> was, well, yeah. almost, though. I ended up finishing some football somewhere else, but I'll tell you okay. that after this. But, okay. uh, yeah, but Eastern, what you were saying about HBCU, this is this is the story I have on Eastern. I went, so we there that first weekend. Parties, everybody. We in the quads and, and, and at the uh, at the at the calf and all these black people I'm like dog, it's a bunch of black people like this is gonna be straight. When school started though, I ain't seen none of these niggas in class. Where they no. at? We here, but ain't nobody going to class. Like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, that's what this is. Okay, mm. yeah. So that's how that was my Eastern experience. Yeah, Eastern, Eastern, like yeah, the parties, <laughs> even yeah. the dorms, especially when people. It's like they got co-ed dorms. It's like I, Man, you, you visit your homeboy, and then it's like it's, she fine. Yeah. She across the hall. You know exactly. what I'm saying? It's like Easter felt like a, a whole nother like closer universe than yeah. one point in time. We're like, Damn, yeah, it was like that. you know, I forgot about like that. so like uh, yeah. you know, people. It it it, it was definitely an interesting college experience. You For know, sure. and then like a For lot sure. of the organizing. You know, my friend uh, Brandon Jessup was doing stuff up there. Okay, um, you know, Dory like it had. Eastern had like a, a feel to it, like like it a did. culture where, especially with with U of M being close but not real close, but in the same Man. footprint, it it U of M was a jump off though. U of M was a jump off when you went to Eastern. Yeah, U of M was a jump off. I remember being oh, you didn't bring it back all these stories, okay. though, bro. When I was at Eastern, dog, this was a uh, '97, right? So this was a uh, this was a uh, Woodson last year. Yeah. So I used to have these joints at the Elk Lounge in Ann Arbor. Anybody who went. To uh, Eastern or, Mich- or Michigan at that time, the 97, 98 era. You know, at the Elk Lounge, dog, they used to throw this shit called the Backyard Boogie, bro. Dog, it used to go crazy. And this is when I first seen that the Michigan, the University of Michigan football players are fucking, like, they famous on campus, bro. Yeah. Like, they, I, I didn't understand it until I saw it. So we get to we get to that joint. And first of all, um, shout out to Woodson, dog. I see Woodson, I'm like, I'm seeing him on TV, and I'm swearing he's like 6'1 or 6'2". Like Woodson mm. probably five eleven, probably you know, like mm. like he little, but he dog he, he a dog like we know that. But I see him, uh, who's that Sam Sword I think was there at mm-hmm. the time, and like they fucking stars. Like I can't believe it. Like like mm. the way people are gravitating towards him, like they already in the NFL. Like fuck, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. But U of M has some of the baddest women though. Like I. <sighs> Shout out to Abe's. I think they just closed Abe's. If you've mm. been to Eastern, like you know Abe's is the uh, the Coney. Uh, mm-hmm. Right across from uh, down the street from campus or whatever, they just closed it, turned into something else. I was mm-hmm. kind of mad about that. 
Anyway, you got me thinking about all kind of shit. I'm just rambling now. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it, these are these are the podcast stories, man. Yeah, for sure. So, so, uh, so I'm guessing you didn't stay at Eastern. No, so I, I stayed at Eastern for a year, and uh, like my buddy, shout out to uh, my homeboy Ryan. Because wait, let let me say that too. Eastern also like that that freshman retention in, in, in a lot, especially yeah. you know that that uh, a lot of the universities have really been focused on making sure that that transition for a lot of black students can stay because a lot of black students will go their first year but then after sometimes it's grades sometimes it's family sometimes it's just the adjustment like culturally as you say that's what you just said yeah money like what you said can't happen too like where it's like wow you know all these (laughs) black people then you look up and then it's like damn what happened where they go wow i I feel like i'm in a uh i'm in a whole whole nother reality now like like so so universities are are spending more attention on making that transition for the black student, yeah. um, especially like to stay beyond their freshman year because yeah. so many do be like, all right, I, I got to shake this. This ain't it. Yeah, you know? a lot of people be like, this ain't it, and I and I really felt like that too. It's like I I wanted them to be more intent on re- retention because I, mm-hmm. I it felt like they wasn't. It felt like. It's like, all right, we get you here. We'll get the paycheck for you being here. Yeah. Now, whatever you do with your life, that's it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so that's what I kind of felt like. But um, shout out to my buddy uh, Ryan. So me and Ryan played ball together at uh, at King. So we uh, we both went to Eastern. But he still had that bug. Like he still really wanted to play. So he reaching out to uh, smaller colleges or whatever, so we could uh, like go play. And uh, he found Adrian College. I don't know if you ever heard of Adrian. I know College. Adrian too. Adrian Mitchell. Yes, bro. So yeah. When people now ask that's me, I say a whole another. Now that's definitely man. a small town for real. Man, what? You know what I'm saying? That's like a that's like one of them towns where it's like you can like um go uh if you know the person that owned the store, you can like knock on their door like, hey man, I want to buy some toothpaste. Uh, it's like really? it's like twelve o'clock at night. And it's like, all right, literally. hold on. And then they get up and then they open the door and they get you some toothpaste. <laughs> no, literally, you know? it, it is literally like that. So mm-hmm. he he found them somehow, and then we started talking to the coach. Now in '97, which was that year that we was at, uh, you know, we was at Eastern, they ended up winning a, a, a not a state, what you call it, a conference championship. The MAC. So, uh, no, it's a. Uh, I thought they was in MAC. MIAA, right? Oh, no, yeah, Eastern. Eastern was in the MAC. Yeah. Oh, but Adrian. Adrian, wins yeah, they had their... won the, yeah, okay. the year that we was at Eastern. So I'm like, bet we can go mm-hmm. down there, pretty solid team. We, you know, fuck mm-hmm. around and play. Now, mind you, it's Division Three, so ain't no scholarship. Like we going yeah. down there, we just playing. It, this is like uh, last chance you for real. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> and I tell people, like, bro, if you ain't in it for the love of the game, don't go to Division Three, bro, because, like, you're not about to get paid. Uh-huh. So so we get down there, dog, and it's like uh, it's a little bit of culture shock, bro. Like, because mm-hmm. it was literally probably, I want to say, 20, maybe 25 black people on campus. This is like last chance you for real. Dog, last chance you, bro. I'm talking about we get there. And it's like it's it's such a small population of black people. They, like I'm they sure knew with we your was coming. Size, they knew you were on the his squad. No, they already knew. Yeah. So they like they like all oh, these niggas coming here to play football. So everybody yeah. got cool with us and shit, which was which was cool. But it's just like it's culture shot though. Like I hadn't been immersed in that many white people like at one yeah. time, and mm-hmm. it, like it's culture shock. And nobody prepares you for that though, right? No. So it's like that's that's a turn that's a turning point too. Mm-hmm. Some people might have came like straight out of high school into that situation and got freaked out and went home. Mm-hmm. Like just so happened we had kind of got adjusted to From like Eastern. college, yeah. So like y'all had like a, a little bit of that at Easter, yeah. And then it goes all the way it to just Adrian, go all the way there, Adrian. But I think the thing that saved us is that is because we had been to Eastern because like you can get to Adrian and kind of feel like because it's a small school you can kind of feel like the big fish in the little pond. You know what I'm saying? But, like, we had been to a bigger university, so I was like, 
you know, I wasn't trying to, you know, shit on them, but like, this is a small change. Like, this is Adrian College. Like, I relax. <laughs> you know what I'm so saying? So, you, like, you, you had like something to compare it to. Yeah, I had something to know to. what like scaling up would be yeah. if you wanted to look at state. And at that point, it was like, mm, just ride it out. Yeah, just ride what it made out. You, what made you want to just go on and ride it out? Was it more so just the connection with your homeboy, or was it like just at that point, it's like, I'm here. I might as well go on and get this degree. Yeah, at that point, well, I'm going to tell you, it's more to that story, too, right? So mm-hmm. we went and, uh, like, we played ball um, probably that first that first two years. And, uh, like, he continued to excel at football. Mm-hmm. I realized that I should have had left football in high school because Hilarious. I, I didn't excel. Like, I was yeah. still the same fucking high school player that I was yeah. in college, and that's not going to cut it, even at the Division three level. So mm-hmm. not only that, I wasn't real coachable either. So at this mm-hmm. point, it's just all bad. But uh, what I did find out at Adrian, though, is my passion for journalism or writing hmm. or communication or whatever. Hmm. And uh, what I ended up doing is I ended up quit. I quit it. Uh, I quit it. <laughs> I quit playing football and I, I went into journalism full time. Hmm. I started a uh, I started a, a newspaper there, a, a black newspaper because we didn't wow. have one. So um, and and I forget about that sometimes. Like that's kind of major. Like yeah, I started, I started an alternative uh, publication big. on campus. Like I know it's, I know it's printing presses up there. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tripping. Like I, I really kind of disregard that sometimes, but that shit's kind of major though. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Shout out to uh, Dr. Renner, uh, which was my, uh, my advisor, who kind of gave me the keys to all this. Like I don't know what he saw in me, but he was just like, "You got something." So mm-hmm. go do it. So what what were <laughs> what were some of the stories you would cover? Man, I was well for me, like I went straight to this is crazy. I went straight to the top of the food chain though. So like when all right, let me let me backtrack because this is what happened. I had journalism, a journalism one class, and mm-hmm. I was in there writing stories and shit, mm-hmm. and they had me covering shit that I didn't really want to cover. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what? I should just do my own shit. So I went through the whole semester and I started telling him like I wanted to. You know, do, do something different. Yeah. So what he did for me, though, this is this is crazy. Again, shout out to Dr. Renner. Um, he allowed me to come back my second semester and actually teach his course on Tuesdays. Like, wow. This is my second, my second. Now this is still the first year that we had aging. It's just the second semester. Mm-hmm. So he allowed me to come back in and teach the the first year journalism uh, people like you know what I knew. On mm-hmm. like the class was Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays, I came in and taught the class. Crazy shit, right? Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, so I had writers and everything. So that's oh, it's how. Like, it's like people people nervous. They get in the class. They're like, man, this professor showing up. This professor showing up. <laughs> right. I'm like, and then in comes somebody with a hoodie and some chips. And it's like, who the hell is he? And, and I, I can even imagine like some young white kid. Like, Bro. I've been in journalism since I was. And man. it's like, hey, I don't care what you've been in. This is how we do stuff. <laughs> Literally wearing Tim's though, bro. I don't know what my infatuation with Tim's was, but. Tim's in the summer, all kind of shit. So uh, I do that, and, and I actually got cool with a lot of these like kids the and students, shit. So, yeah, yeah. So like they started doing some writing for me, um, for the for the you yeah, know the bigger publications. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do my own thing because I started writing a column, right? And this is where Flipside, like Flipside Inc., is the name of my publishing company. But Flipside mm-hmm. started as a column in Adrian College. Wow. So I started the column, and then that's when I started the um, the whole joint, which was called the AC Express. So it was the uh, College World was the main uh, was the main publication. Then I started the AC Express, which is a, I I did my column every week, and then I still did you know some of the the stuff that needed to be done. But I had other people write it, so I didn't write no stories. Mm. I was the editor from that point and and published all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I skipped straight to the top. So um, that was my experience there, and that's why I stayed because I found I found my passion in that. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, me <laughs> shout out again shout out to my dog Ryan. We had a radio show mm. in college, 
and I never knew I wanted to do this. Wow. I never even thought about it. Wow. Yeah, I thought I was going to be a you writer like, for the rest of my life. You like Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody that's been in college and had a film class, you I was know just going to say, I was just going to say, and I definitely have <laughs> anybody film else, Anybody else, you'd be like, You might not hell? get it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but for sure, yeah. I, I, we had a radio show, and I remember that, you know, we did some shit and we got kicked off, but mm-hmm. that's besides the point. I got you. <laughs> but, but I didn't know that. That I would end up doing this, like honestly, mm-hmm. I thought I was go, you know, do uh, do writing, but I'm gonna tell you what, what, uh, what kind of sparked this in this crazy. And I told you this earlier, and I ain't, I ain't gonna get all emotional and shit. But <laughs> today is a fucking great day. That's cool. And the only reason I mention that because uh, shout out to my man Miles, uh, Miles Dixon, uh, over at Podcastic. I do Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Rise and Grind show with them. And mm-hmm. this morning, um, we had Miss Heather. And uh, God, and Rocky on the show, right? Because this October is like Women's Entrepreneurs Month, so mm-hmm. we've been doing a lot of ladies. Um, so Miss Heather was sitting here, and we uh, we all we talking like we you know we doing the show. Yeah. And after the show was over, like I mean, she was giving so many gems. good points and gems mm-hmm. and shit. I'm just like I'm enthused. So then, like the show over, so we just kind of sitting there. I took the headphones off, and she slid over to me. She said, "Babe, do you got to go somewhere right now?" I was like, uh, "No, I'm cool." She's like, I want to talk to you before you leave. Like, I'm like, damn, Let's she must. Chop it up. Like, she must. Like, I don't know, cause like mm-hmm. she got that aura, like she real spiritual, and she's like, mm-hmm. I know she about to drop some jewels on me. Mm-hmm. So we go over to the next room and shit. She just get to tell me how she look at me and she keeps seeing visions of her brother. And mm-hmm. she said her brother was like, um, for whatever reason, he was like super highly favored. Like whatever he asked the universe for, he mm-hmm. would get it. And she was just like, I feel like you got that same energy. She was like, whatever you trying to do. Make sure you just stick with it, baby, because I, I feel like you want to quit. But, like, mm-hmm. this is this is your confirmation if you need it. Mm-hmm. And the shit blew my mind, right? So yeah, then, she was, then she was like, if you don't believe me, she was like, just start, just look back at your experiences and, and like, look at it from outside your scope and notice that the universe been giving you shit the whole time. So mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. And I, made, and I thought about that just because I was getting ready to say this. When I was in Adrian, I, um, <coughs> excuse me. I uh I skipped class one day and I spent the whole day in the library. This is how old I am. I mm-hmm. went through all the magazines to find addresses because I was trying to write to these people to get an internship because there wasn't no email and shit back then. Yeah. So <laughs> I wrote to 17, no, maybe 18 magazines, somewhere in there. 17, yeah. 18 magazines. Yeah. And Black Enterprise is the only ones that reach back out to me. Wow. Now, mind you, I, I wrote to a lot of fucking magazines, hip hop magazines, Sports yeah. Illustrated. Everybody, right? But Black mm-hmm. Enterprise is the only one. Um, shout out to Robin Clark. I remember all these people's names because they're so instrumental. So Robin called me, told me, you know, the situation. She said, we go do an over-the-phone interview. She asked me where I was at. I was like, I'm in Michigan. Like, you know that the internship in New York? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's like, all right, bet. We went through it. I get the call back um, in a couple of weeks to do a second interview. So we do the second interview. She's like, well, you know, we'll be in touch. And I'm thinking like, damn, it's not, I'm from this little school. They probably like, yeah, he can't make it. Yeah, exactly. He called me back in about two weeks. Like, yeah, you got it. Wow. And it's a paid internship. Dog. Wow. That's so good. I got a paid internship at black enterprise. And I had a chance to be as close as me in this blue chair right here. You know what I'm saying? With a uh, Mr. Graves. Yes. Wow. Senior. Wow. Senior. You feel me? That's deep. So, Dog, deep as hell. I'm gonna tell you how goofy I am though. I get to the <laughs> I get the call about getting it. I call my sister and then uh my brother-in-law, which is my brother now at this point. Yeah. We cut the in-law out. Yeah. And I'm telling him, like, yeah, I got the internship at Black Enterprise. And he's like, oh shit, you get to meet Earl Graves. Yeah. And you know what my goofy ass is? Who's that? Bruh. 
who is Earl Graves? He like, yeah. nigga, you not about to go to this man and stab him. You don't know who he is. Hilarious. So then I learned about him. I'm like, oh shit. Like yeah. this is serious. Yeah. So we sat like like here and like he dropped so many gems. It was crazy because like people in the room was like they'd hear, but they wasn't, it's like they was afraid of him. I was like, I'm I'm taking it in. Yeah, you soaking it up. So I'm thinking about what old girl told me uh, earlier this morning. Like, dog, you been the universe been giving you shit the whole time. I'm yeah, like, damn. It like it. So when I saw mm-hmm. that, I was like, she fucking right. Mm-hmm. Like it was just confirmation this morning. That's why I said today been a great yeah, fucking and day. And it's interesting that I'm going through yes. in this interview a lot of them gems. So Bro. it's like recalling a lot of it. Bro, I'm trying so, to tell you. So that's deep. And and, and for people watching, it, sometimes the life is like that because yeah. especially in this world, doing something on your own, whether yeah. and 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 you know I embrace it from an entrepreneurial angle, but I'm mm-hmm. a social entrepreneur. I'm not a traditional make money entrepreneur. I got right. a homie in my crew that like. His 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 business model is money, and, and we okay. always talk about it. Yeah. And and he got a lot of good plays and stuff like that. But I like doing it in a creative way. I like doing exactly. it on my own terms. And I'm a solopreneur, so when you do this on your own, and it's a lot of people out there, and, and oh yeah, we're gonna do. I'm gonna invite you to it too. I think we're about to start this uh, business breakfast club thing. Okay. And because um, when you're that. a solopreneur, meaning like you're an entrepreneur, but you're you're the you. one person. It's tough because you're yeah. asking yourself so many things like, who should I meet next? Who should I follow up with? Should I just go on and get a real job? Uh, <laughs> man, uh, I ask this myself make that sense? all the time. Um, do, you, you know, like, man, is, is more money going to come through? And then yeah. when it works right, now you're like, can I do it? Uh, do I got enough stuff? Do I got enough mm-hmm. equipment? Can I deliver on it? Who do I got to hire? Like, who do I pay? How, how do I? But like, you're yeah. asking yourself so many questions as a solopreneur in this in this world and facade where we like to act like we got every question figured out. Right. It's all in divine order. Nah, man. Sometimes you have to just be in the mix, let mm-hmm. it come, accept failure, pace yourself, and then For recognize sure. that the failure was a lesson. Yeah. Because it really don't exist. It's a lesson, especially the more you stay in the game. The longer you stay in the game, it's hard to even move around you. Because people going to, the street's going to say, oh, did you holler at my man? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what be happening. You holler at Q, like, you holler at Kari, you holler at, you know, like, the people in the space. You know, um, so it's it's unique that your story kind of takes you back to that. And and it's it's definitely a blessing that she did that. Because staying committed to this is very difficult. Because you really got to get... You may be the only person, like your your yeah. your partner, your friends, your family, uh, even the other people in the space. Yeah. They may throw, like, you know, sometimes a person debating you saying you shouldn't do it is better than a person just like kind of not not saying nothing because gotcha. silence says a whole lot yeah, when you're sure, trying to sure. start something up. Yeah, for sure. And and you got to have people like that in your you know in your group because if everybody's just agreeing with everything you do, yeah. that shit, I, you know, obviously we just all gonna be sitting here. Yeah, and ain't nothing gonna get done. So I, I got a lot of those in my group, and I and I I've been knowing them long enough to respect their opinion though. Yeah, even though they know I'm bullheaded and I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do anyway. But like I, I respect their opinion though. But it's it's sometimes in the back of your mind. Oh yeah, it's for sure. Like right you you or you gonna do it a little bit differently. Yeah, but I'm you know, I'm gonna take their advice. I'm just gonna it, put it, my it's, spin it's gonna on be it. in the back of your mind like. Uh, yeah, I may need to. I may need to think about <laughs> uh-huh. that one a little bit. Or you so far down the line, it's like okay, I'm gonna pull back a little bit. Yeah. I'm gonna brace myself for this hit a little bit. For sure. Yeah, you know, just like that. They're like, uh, you know, they like, you know, your boxing trainer when you when you go in the corner. Yeah. You're gonna get back in the round and yeah, fight. Going back you in. You know what I'm saying? Right. My eye is already cut. 
Right. Obviously, I'm trying to dodge it, but he just dropped the gem on me where it's like, okay, I'm going to remember that. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My homegirl, Candace, checking in. She's talking about like eating meat. She That's like, funny. Because I, I just can't, I can't get rid of it. She said, she said I need to get rid of meat to clear my my mind and everything. I, I'm funny. not there yet. I would say, I would say like diet and, and everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I didn't think we would go there. I had a really good interview with uh, Jesse Brown. I would say if you mm-hmm. never talked to Jesse, Jesse's a good guy okay. uh, with the Holistic Center. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah diet. Yeah, I, I think interview. happens. Um, it's personal. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. gotta be on like like in America, we can overhype everything. Like yeah, and go so sure. far. Like it's gonna be hard to go from like, you know, uh hot and ready's uh <laughs> uh, uh No, this nigga uh, must know me. Uh, this nigga say hot and ready's Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> and, and, and Pizza Poplars sure. to to like to kill salads every day. Like yeah. it has to be like a journey. Like I think it, yeah. it, it like anything in life, even, even this podcast stuff, like oh, for sure. you're not going to just jump into this and immerse yourself immediately. You exactly. gotta, you gotta kind of tread in water a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you start swimming a little bit. Now yeah. you can jump off the diving board, but yeah. don't jump off the diving bur- board to learn how to swim. Exactly. And I think, <laughs> yeah, you better not. especially yeah. like when it comes to like a lot of health stuff, it's like my weight will go up, down, up, down. People be like, oh, yeah. you're getting in shape. And it's like, no, nah, I just now got focused because in that whole world of solopreneur, if mm-hmm. anything will take a backseat that I've learned and now, you know what I'm saying, knocking closer to 40, it's like, all mm-hmm. right, I want to angle this, anchor it down, because in my mind, not saying 40 changes a lot, but in oh, my mind, oh, it does. I want Trust it to it change does. a lot. So in my mind, it's like, all right, let me lock in a little bit more on this discipline, but yeah. the first thing, if I'm going to buy back time, that's it. Diet and exercise right. is where you're going to buy back buy time back if time. you're a solopreneur. You're working, you working with a group of six people, chances are any group food going to be pizza. For sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Exactly. And then th- this person slack slacking on the contract, you're the main person because you're the point of contact. Mm-hmm. They gonna go home to they girl or they kids or they right. other job or whatever, whatever else they, they do. They got, yeah. You the person that they hold now. Exactly. So now it's like, okay, now do I stop, change my clothes? Get on my exercise workout clothes, yeah. go work out, then come back, then shower, and then get back in the mindset <laughs> right. of editing the rest of these podcasts that are due to them by 12 o'clock tomorrow. Exactly. Hell no. I'm going to be like, hey, Coney Island. Uh, <laughs> no, this nigga is in my head, bro. You are Coney in Island. my head, bro. Let me get, uh, all right, let me, let me, let me be trying to be healthy. Let me get a uh, grilled chicken salad. <laughs> This nigga in my head, two, I swear to God. Two ranches. And, two and ranches. you're going to stay working and, and, and on the edit. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And Facts. you're not going to get active because mm-hmm. it takes a, like, a carving out. And then people be like, well, you got to buy that time. So it's it's a balance when you're a solopreneur. It and is. I mean, it's the same it balance is. of like like when people talk to me about, like, oh, man, people make time for what they want to make time for. A, a Kari thing that I always say, I hate that statement. Oh, me too, bro. Usually when dating, when I... It's That's like, usually where like, it comes from. Yeah, yeah. but... But it's like, nah, man, because that negates the fact that, like, I've been making time for Detroit is different for, like, for, like, 20 years. Like, like exactly. the opportunities, as you said, mm-hmm. as as life manifests opportunities for you, mm-hmm. they're manifested from seeds that were planted a long time, long time ago. ago for sure. So it's not, like, as linear as, like, you know, 
it's not as linear as like you get in a business meeting like when we were talking about the podcast fest and I'm like yeah. okay that's interesting and for then sure. if I you know and I'm thinking about connecting and getting there for it yeah. I get there and connect with it and then like, like they like hey guess what it's something like this and we want to hey. connect with Midwest people and it's happening Fact. tomorrow like yeah. I look at that as if I was with somebody else they'd be like well you made time for that and it's like well this is still part <laughs> of a bigger this is part of a bigger thing that I'm people, working on people in will my say mind that, I think we can go back and watch uh the 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 third Halloween movie maybe two weeks from now. Right, Halloween gonna be there. <laughs> this opportunity of right, something right. that I've been doing with my life yeah. for the past you, you know uh, nine years, years yeah, <laughs> ain't gonna be there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So for let sure. me do this yeah. and get back to Halloween for sure. And no, if you gotta sure. watch Halloween with somebody else, then so be. <laughs> That shit gonna be whack anyway. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh man, oh, you want to see that shit? Oh man, oh. you definitely need me off for hard. It's definitely probably gonna be whack, but I'm a hard. You gonna watch I'm it I'm a anyway. hard enthusiast. If you man. ever need somebody on the morning show to come talk about horror movies, I would Is love yeah. to come and be breaking down the science of it. Right. I was I was talking to my fellow podcaster Piper Carter about like okay. yes, Candyman, farewell to the flesh. As we watch this black man pursue this white woman. In the sciences and the nuances, I'll you breaking break that down. shit down I'll like that? Down. Oh, this nigga breaking down <laughs> like that. So, but um, <laughs> but still, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's it's not as linear as like, oh, you know, I, I just can't do that because right. I have something else. Nah, it's like, nah, we gonna move that around. Yeah, because sure. this is gonna be a part of a bigger thing. Do what you gotta do, and to that make bigger it thing is gonna be a, a a bigger tree to create more fruit in what I gotta do. For sure. But balancing that. Can be, you know, yeah, it's, it, it's tough, you know, and, and then also the more you commit to it, I think people start working around and already knowing in your mind, in their mind that like, mm -hmm. yeah, he probably gone. And and that's that's what's happening now. And I I respect yeah. I respect that a lot from like all of my people because like they they do they do respect it now. Like people mm -hmm. will call me like, though I know you probably podcast. Like my yeah. sister called me and like when she called me, and I ain't gonna lie, people who know me know know that. My sister probably the only phone call that I'm for sure gonna answer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So as soon so as I answer cheat, that's a cheat code if anybody's watching. Yeah. That, that's I mean, the cheat code. Y'all gotta know. If if y'all know my sister, that's probably the that's the best way to get to me. Like, cause I don't answer the phone. Like I, I mm -hmm. literally don't answer the phone. Like I text back or whatever, but I don't answer the phone. But my sister called, I'm answering, like for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And every time I answer the phone, she say, You're not podcasting, are you? <laughs> like that's how we start the conversation. <laughs> so like even even her, like she that's she funny. deal with me like that. But um I just Again, I don't want to. I don't want to be harping on like this. Uh, this spiritual moment I had this morning, but yeah. like, just uh, again, shout out to Miss Heather because like she just put like everything in perspective this morning. Just going back to that, how she said that you know if I step outside of myself and just look at the past and see how the universe been like supplying shit for me for so long, I'm gonna tell you about you, right? Yeah. So re I remember when you reached out to me and shit. I told you I was like, damn, dog, it's crazy that you want me to come on the show because like. I've been fucking with you for a long time. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you how far back this go, dog. You probably oh, don't man. even remember. Let's see. When I came back to Detroit, I uh, cause well, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. Cause I was at Adrian after okay. I did all the stuff with the newspaper and then mm -hmm. did the in internship at Black Enterprise, which I'll talk about that a little bit too if we got time. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go. I came. I came back to the crib because like school was. Too I, I want to talk about that as I yep. as a Detroiter, mm -hmm. as a Detroiter, and I'm I'm a I'm a great New York visitor. I would never live there. But I know that now. when you were there, mm -hmm. that was a different New York. I don't know when the last time you've been, but New York is a I lot different now. But like it. you were there in like 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 let's put it like this. For real New York. If shit. you were if 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 you were there when when New York actually had a king of rap, mm -hmm. 
you know, because basically, like, get rich or die trying. Mm. Well, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna take it a little bit further. That okay? Yeah, I was gonna say before by the that. time, by the time. No, I'm saying like back. Okay, so basically, back, back. I would say like basically when people wasn't well. Let's see. How you when Jay Z retired the first time, got you. on back, that was like a New York era. New York, Things New York. changed when Jay Z's return. That was a different. <laughs> that was a different New, New York. York. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a whole. <laughs> it's a whole different New York. But continue. It was. Continue. So, uh, like I said, I'm gonna get back to that. I came mm-hmm. back to the crib. Like it was too much money at Adrian. So um, I came mm-hmm. back home. I started going to Wayne State, and uh, I got an internship at Metro Times, bro. So mm-hmm. I'm at Metro Times, like, like doing these little weak-ass stories or whatever, just trying to buy my time away. And I don't know if you was writing for them or, like, you had did some kind of guest, something like, yo, I seen mm-hmm. your name in yeah. there under a story. Like, I don't know okay. if you was writing for them or you, like, submitted something. But I remember reading it, and I said, damn, niggas write for Metro Times? Hilarious. And I literally said it like that in my head. So Hilarious. after that point, I'm like, who the hell is Kyrie Frazier? Like, uh-huh. who is this nigga, right? Uh-huh. And, like, and he younger than me, so, like, he out here. He doing shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So I start, no, I start following you from there. That's, that's like, that's, that's what, 2001 or some shit. Like, it's, wow. it's a long time ago. ago. And that's why I was trying to figure out, like, damn, do we write for them? Because, like, I never mm. seen you in the office, but, like, I mm. seen your work. And I'm like, damn, he must my, be. My brother in name and game mm. wrote for them, Kari Turner. Okay. So he wrote for them. Right. Kari Turner gave me a spotlight in the Metro Times. Maybe that's what it was. Um, and then obviously I did some writing and work yeah. with Michigan Citizen newspaper. Citizen, okay. Shout out to the Citizen. Maybe that's why I saw your story then. Something mm-hmm. like I saw you in that yeah. shit though. And so I'm just like, damn, yeah. what, who is this dude, right? Yeah. So like I've been checking you out since then. Wow, that, so that does go back. I got the I got the the articles, like as they say, you there know you what go. I'm saying? Like, you there know, you whenever go. we want to do the old memorial, like right. hopefully it ain't in death, but whatever, like, you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? I got I got some poster boards where people be like, damn, you've been on the scene for a minute. No, you know for real, on the scene for a minute. That's why when you reached out. Out to me, I'm like, damn, this shit like full circle. That's crazy as hell. And then I saw you guys at you guys may have been there this past weekend at at the Taste of Black Spirits. For Shout sure. out to Lazar. And For I was sure. like, yo, even then, I'm like, yo, we gonna connect. Yeah. It just, you know, ducks gotta fall in order. You know, stuff sure. be happening, moving. Yeah. But now I'm gonna keep this fluid because For I sure. like the energy. Yeah. And I've been following what y'all do because y'all actually have like a it, you have created. um a podcast space where I feel like I know you guys, which that's always the best. Oh, yeah, it really sure. feel like a kick it more than it feels yeah. artificial or like y'all trying to create something. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a you lot just of people, came in on our conversation. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people are entering this space and I feel like they're looking to create something. Right. Even the way they chop up the controversial clip of like yeah. trying to push <laughs> clickbait and shit. Things, yeah. And it's like that don't feel natural. Facts. Even the, the stuff that comes becomes clickbait mm-hmm. feels better when it's natural. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you naturally say something, yeah. then it's cool. Like, you know, if you say something like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't ever, you know, uh, you know I don't ever eat, you know, something like this would go real, you know, like right now, this the, the K-Swiss conversation that okay. my homeboys is having, where yeah. uh, Akaje and them are like, you know, in Detroit, black dudes don't, you know, dudes <laughs> don't wear K-Swiss. Women just wear K-Swiss. So it's an interesting, but that's a natural discussion. It really Whereas if is, you though. were looking to make something, you would make it like, you know, in Detroit, dudes don't even wear red shoes at all. And it's yeah. like, that don't even seem it, like... It don't sound real, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like too that's far-fetched. A, that, that's a know? real uh, argument, though. I don't know. Do dudes wear K-Swiss? I, I, I would go as far as saying I, I know can't I remember anybody in them. You know what I'm saying? 
But my man's though, shout out to my man Angry Man. He said he fucks with K Swiss. And he I was gonna say would, it could. He said he would wear some right now. But it's interesting. But like it's <laughs> an interesting discussion. Shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, I don't I don't think <laughs> one way or the other, but yeah. to me, that's like an organic, you can sure. see. Like it, the the content even feels different if you do this enough. Where it's like yeah, that's organic, for sure. Versus the stuff that is like, nah, they was trying to sure. make some clickbait here. Yeah, like yeah, if you yeah. if you listen to enough podcasts and you do it enough, you be like, they were trying, trying. to drive it yeah, down this street. For sure. Versus they fishing. Yeah. Nah, they they it went there, and yeah. when it goes there, it's more natural. Yeah, it's natural. You, like it's like I said, it's just like you walked in on the conversation. Yeah. Like if it feel like that, then it's it's gold. You know what I'm saying? It's gold. Yeah. So but, so with it, let, let's go back to the New York. So yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Let's go back to the New York. You get there in New York. What are you doing on the, during the internship? Uh, so um, I get there first of all. Again, shout out to my sister and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, drove me out to New York. Right, this is my that's first first time going to New York. What, so they, what they year? They wanted to go. Uh, this was two thousand one. Right. Oh one. No, two two thousand. God damn, I'm fucking So up. this is before no, you would know. You would know because the, the towers. Where was I, I left I left right before then. Wow. Like, so that was September 11th. I left uh the end of uh the end of August. So like I was wow. gone probably 2 weeks before. And the wow. only reason like I left then cuz obviously the internship was over, but then I had I had football camp back mm-hmm. in Adrian. So I left around uh August 28th somewhere Ain't in there. That's something. Dog, 2 weeks later, you know, that damn. shit happened. Crazy, right? And I know you was looking like, damn, you probably had homies you hitting up. Like, no, I had yo. to, I had to call people. Like, you know, yeah. is everybody straight? But uh, when I got there, um, it was, it's first of all, it's, it's amazing. Like, if you haven't been to New York, is, uh, is TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really, it's TV. <laughs> but what I do respect though, um, about being here is I respect agriculture, backyards, front yards, because this yeah. is shit that they don't have. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is brick city. It's mm-hmm. all fucking skyscrapers, and you go outside, you on the curb. You're yeah. not, you're not on your front yard. You're not going to the backyard playing. There ain't none of that shit. So mm-hmm. parks is a real thing. Park and recreation is fucking important out there because yeah. if you can't go to the park, you literally on the curb. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I respected it. I had a different respect for you know things then. But it's uh, it's way too fast. It's just too mm-hmm. much shit going on. Um, I loved it at that point because I was twenty. I was twenty one. Yeah. I love that. But like if I was to be out there with a family, kids and shit, fuck that. It don't mm-hmm. I can't do it. It's just too much. But I'm gonna tell you how my situation was though. Yeah, bro. I was gonna say, where did you stay? Bro, so what, before what, I, what borough? Bro, I'm about to tell you. I get out there, before I get there, they say that um it's paid internship, but they don't find you nowhere to stay. Yeah. But they do supply you with a spot where you can stay at NYU. Um NYU like on campus. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's two thousand dollars. To uh, you know, for the entire joint, but you gotta pay it up front. They gotta pay it mm. before I come. Oh shit! I ain't got it. Yeah. So dog, I get the call around, bro. <laughs> I end up staying at the YMCA, bro, in Harlem. Oh man, one thirty fifth and Lennox, bro. Oh so, man, you was in the mix for real, dog. What the real Harlem? You back was, in yeah, days. I was gonna say that was that was Harlem, Harlem. That was like that was, <laughs> and that's what I was talking about because I love, yeah. I love that version of Harlem. To me, Harlem was like a big ass Highland Park. <laughs> like I told people, it's like it's like you would this. walk. It was like you would see like these African hair braiders like on every corner. People every be corner. selling you stuff. Yes. It would be. It, it just felt. Like yeah. so, it was so black. It was so, no, so much black. energy. It was and they own so, it, bro. Yeah, it's the only place I know that. Dog, I swear to God, this is no bullshit. Um, my sister and my moms came out to visit me, dog. We had went to uh, now at this point, it wasn't even Harlem. We was down. We was uh, 
uh, down or not downtown. I guess uh, maybe Midtown. Like we was on Fifth Avenue. Or something. Yeah, we was on Fifth somewhere, and uh, it was it was down by Black Enterprise because yeah. this is where I used to uh, cash my check in, <laughs> right yeah, around the corner of Black Enterprise. But it was a pizza joint across the street, so I had to take them there because this pizza was good as fuck, some brick oven shit. So we go in there. It's like it's kind of cloudy a little bit. Like it don't look like it's gonna rain and shit. We go in, we eating, bust out raining. Now mind you, we only been here twenty minutes. We come outside. It is niggas outside selling umbrellas already. Where yeah. they come from? Yeah. Where they come from, dog? Yeah. Uh, so they they hustle is amazing out there. Yeah. Like I mean, they got tables set up, umbrellas. They got the board up, like umbrellas seven dollars. Like they ready. Yo. I'm like damn, these niggas is hustling, bro. Can't be mad at that. The the yeah the the hustle <laughs> in, yeah. in of that Harlem. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was man. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, bro. But um yeah, so it was a it was a you know it was it was different. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I had to get used to it, but like so I stayed at the Y. Um, with which was like basically a halfway house. Yeah, like, I was gonna say that's like damn near like hostile for real. It is like for yeah. real. So you got people like you know just getting out of prison. You got uh, I had some some, and I don't know if this is true, but it was some women up on the eighth floor. The dog told me was like you know they was HIV patients or something. I don't know if this, any of this was true, yeah. but like I never spoke or seen none of them. So like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's like, like I could, I mean, be that court. It's like, be that sort of hate. It'd be like hey. Right. Like man, she kind of fly. It's like, hey man, just that's got you know. that thriller. Like, hey, I'm gonna leave it alone then. It'd be like, yeah, it'd be like, why was you talking to her that day? <laughs> right. like, oh, because I, you know we go way back exactly. from my neighborhood. You that's know. true though. How did he know? Like, <laughs> so he must have been up there trying to. Yeah, anyway, that's a whole nother you know situation there. But um, I, I stayed in that shit. That shit was like um, and I I, I posted some pictures not too long ago because I had pictures from mm-hmm. when I was there, and that shit was like that shit was like a jail cell, bro. Like literally, I'm mm-hmm. in the room. Bed against the wall, had a, a desk, and then I had a little dresser that had a TV yeah. on and a fucking air conditioner that leaked to all hell. So, like, water Hilarious. just everywhere. Hilarious. And, dog, uh, when I tell you roaches, bro, uh, I just, I just, hey, I shit, mean, but let, I can do. let me tell people, I mean, it, as they know, <laughs> New York roaches, and that's even if you in high end places, them some yeah. different type of roaches. Yeah. Because them New York roaches is like a whole nother. Yeah, they the homies. Yeah, they, them, they here. Them some, they, them they ain't some going pretty, nowhere. <laughs> Right. Them some them some hardcore roaches, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I tried to stuff them out and get rid of them, but then I just started realizing like, hey, they here, shit. Yeah. So I just had to shake my shit out because yeah. you know, hey, this, we here. Hey, you know what hey. I'm saying? But you you stuck through it. <laughs> yeah, I stuck through it, and then yeah, um, I was uh as an intern there, I was uh in the editorial department, so they had editorial uh interns, and they I think they had like the publishing interns. I had people like everywhere advertising all that shit. So it was me and uh. I want to say two, maybe three other uh, people who was writers on there. And uh, shout out to uh, shout out to my homegirl Raylynn Johnson. First of all, I just want to give her a shout out. She was in my uh, she was in my uh, class or what you call it? Yeah, I guess you call it class, the internship class. And uh, we were both writers. And now she is like, I want to say like uh, executive editor at uh, shit. I want to say NB, uh, CNBC or one of yeah. one of like she like she mm-hmm. did really good. Yeah. I remember when. Uh, <laughs> When uh, Whitney Houston died, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember watching CNN's coverage of it, and it was her. And I'm like, "Fuck!" I like, hilarious. I used to work with her. Like, I was hilarious. so, bro, I was so fucking excited for her because I'm like, we come from this same place. Now she mm-hmm. was from Jersey, yeah. I think she was from Jersey, but like, we come from this same class. I'm like, yeah. I was super excited. So shout out to her, dog. But um, yeah, so we, we was all writers, and I'm gonna tell you what kind of spurred me there. It wasn't even the writing, dog. It was it was those conversations with Earl Graves. Mm. Is what that was the biggest thing I took from the internship for real. That's good. Yeah, That's and good. I and I got you know <coughs> I ain't trying to you know toot my own horn or nothing, but shit while I was there 
I got 13 articles published. You know that's what I'm saying? Big. Hell that's yeah, it's big. big. And then also, uh, that was during a time where like black magazine entertainment was was growing. Like Savoy, sure. you even had like the black men's like right. uh what like King, King magazine stuff like yeah, that growing. Sure. Like it was an magazines interest was popular. In, like magazines and black magazine, even mm-hmm. like the ghetto stuff, like feds and stuff, <laughs> like like it was Shout like the magazine <laughs> industry was like was as a person this is one of my things i collect mm-hmm. old magazines okay. especially old black magazines so like yeah. old ebony's jets if you got yeah. them i'll buy them i buy them by the buck like i got the Duh. the issue where uh the time magazine where malcolm x was murdered and oh, king was murdered what? like i got i got a lot of stuff like uh, like and i like to read that stuff and black yeah. enterprise is one of the key ones i like to For read sure. just cuz i like to look at the the snapshot of a journalistic perspective of where black America is going and where it's headed. Cause the, the one string of reality through black enterprise, but especially Ebony and jet Mm -hmm. is there, there were always articles about, you know, where black America should be, where we think black, black America could go and, and what will happen next with black America and everything. Like it was unique. I got a, a a Ebony from the seventies. I want to say it was like 74. Four, okay. where Dr. Frances Cress Welsing is still studying, but she wrote an article about um, the state of the black relationship between men and women and where things will go and damn. where it may be divided. And I'm like, damn, they was writing this. She was writing this back in like the 70s hey, so how, to today. It's interesting. How spot you know? on was she in that research? If, if you mean, can compare to if what's I could compare on. it, I yeah. think some of the things, some of the things are like all the times we look at the future. Some uh, were spot on, like about like in in anybody that read the ISIS papers or any uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing's rest in peace work would would recognize like the 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 framework for it. So okay. some of it like direct and yeah, spot right on, on about yeah. just the the devaluing of what black men will be in society and yeah. recognizing that because that's kind of to me a lot of the crux and premise of our work for sure and and a lot of uh media or propaganda being used to devalue the role black men will play in society yeah, so sure. if that was on point Damn. i think one of years the, ago yeah i mean i think <laughs> right. one of the key things that you look at and be like huh was um like like everybody, nobody could predict the internet and the impact right. that no, they had and the all. way information would travel. So like right. some of the things about education and the ways people would communicate and mm-hmm. and that is not necessarily spot on, but right. but for the right. most part, it's it's a very it's interesting on. article. Dang. Like I like to read a lot of that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and when when I think of black high end uh, large publications, I think yeah. the Johnson and Johnson with what they did with Ebony and Bro. Jet and so much more. And For then sure. Mr. Graves of what he did with Black Enterprise. Like yeah. like Phenomenal. you know, some of these people and like Don Cornelius of what mm-hmm. he did with Soul Train, like uh and then, you know, even here, like, you know, shout out to everything that uh GPR did sure. uh, from radio to television and mm-hmm. then RJ Watkins, like Nat no, Morris. RJ like, Watkins don't you know, get his flowers like not he's supposed at all. to. Not at yeah. all. That's my OG, too. His, That's yeah. one of my OGs. Yeah, he don't get his flowers like he's supposed to, though. There's no. a lot of Detroit shit that just don't get the praise that it's supposed to get. Because, mm-hmm. like, we was we the catalyst on a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about this, dog. And I, I'm, I ain't going to stay on it too long, but yeah. you talk about R.J. Watkins, dog. You got to understand that when you looking at, uh, what was the, you know, the the, the popular shit? Uh, Soul Train. You're looking at Soul yeah. Train, right? Like, we literally had Soul Train in the city of Detroit. We did. Like, literally. We did. Like, the new dance show and, and the scene is some shit that ain't nobody else doing. Like, yeah. we, like we the catalyst in a lot of shit, though. So, shout out to R.J. Wackers. I just yeah. want to say that shit. Yeah, man. yeah. And that. And, and <laughs> I mean, everything they did, HT, like, them my OGs. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
So so with it, you you that experience and then nine eleven happens. That's interesting. Did you right. ever really want to get back in that space in journalism? Like what right. where was your head at? So what's that? crazy about that shit though is while we out there, like I said, I got uh, I got published all those times, super excited. I met a lot of people, got my interview skills up and shit. And I was at this point I was still an old school ass re- reporter. Like mm-hmm. I did phone interviews and I did in person interviews, but I was literally writing shit down. I remember mm-hmm. the, uh, the like. Do you follow any of the businesses and stuff like that? That's the other thing Still. I do from the Black Enterprise. Like yeah. I like to look at some of those lists yeah. and and then see where the Black business people were, like mm-hmm. the new thinkers of then to today. Especially all the people that I interviewed. Like I, mm-hmm. I literally kept in touch with them. Like okay. literally kept in touch with them. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean that that's always a plus. And again, just going back to uh, Earl Graves, I think like we talked about a lot of shit. But I think the, the the main thing that stuck with me that I use to this day in, in every interaction is he told me that, like, people will – you will cross paths with people, like, all the time. But, like, what your job is to do is to hold these people accountable when they offer you something, right? So if they say, like, you know what, Q, I, I got you. Like, I'm going a, I'm to a do this for you, do that or, or whatever, right? And people sometimes forget, and sometimes yeah, they just talk as shit. Yeah, and he was like, though, you got to weed those out, and you have to hold these people accountable. So, like, if they say they go do something for them – Give them a minute and then call their ass on that shit. And if, yeah. they, and if they ain't about that that business, then you know how to deal with them and shit. Like this is just gems he dropping. Like I'm fucking twenty one years old. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm hearing it, but like I'm not I'm not hearing it. And then but sometimes th- let, let let me put it like this: is mm-hmm. my granddad and my dad both mm-hmm. entrepreneurs too. Yeah. I remember one of the toughest decisions they discussions I've ever had in my life. I was so angry, but I couldn't even really express it because <laughs> I'm complaining about something with a client or whatever. But yeah. both of them long years in business. And I was like, the problem is you don't know how to get to the money. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is they talking about? You know, it bothered <laughs> me. But it's, and I've said this before, but every day now I understand more. Because like, mm-hmm. sometimes a person can drop a gem on you yeah. and you're just not really ready to receive it. it. Yeah. But it's good because it's there in your mind. Facts. You know, I just talked to this, uh, the intern working with me now. He's really interested in music. And I was mm-hmm. like, look, and I know this bothered him. I was like, this going to bother you when I tell this to you. <laughs> but I tell this to most people in music because I'm like, I was from that music space. And right. even in this podcast space, I'm like, you're looking at the music mm-hmm. as a as a fan. Right. You got to look at music as a business. Yeah, for sure. And it'll it's open different. up so many more opportunities. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck did that mean? It's like, I know how you're feeling because that's right. going to make you angry because yeah. you're going to make it seem like you're not seeing it, but you're not seeing the picture yeah. the way the person that's paying for a concert venue for sure. is seeing it. The person yeah. that pays for a concert venue don't care whether it's Eminem, Reese's Pieces, <laughs> Now and Later, uh, right. Starburst. It's like, will we be able to sell enough tickets exactly will they buy a bunch of beer exactly. will they not uber to the concert will they buy a parking pass yeah. will they get into a fight and destruct our stuff <laughs> right. and will they leave in enough right. time so we can bring uh our the next, next person in. right and, and make money that's that's how they think about it they don't For think sure. about like wow this is the best music i've ever heard yeah it's, definitely not it, and, and this needs more exposure and and this is <laughs> they don't think about none of that stuff hell no nah. they're right. gonna think about all of those other dynamics of like mm-hmm. okay i think this is the type of crowd that's gonna be you know they'll they'll pay uh Twenty dollars for a Paps Blue Ribbon tap beer because they they <laughs> stuck the there and they just, they don't care. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And no right. offense to PBR, but you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> this is this is what the business person's thinking. For sure, for sure. They're not thinking about none of the 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 absolutely the right. fan stuff. Absolutely right. And in order to make it successfully in music, you got to start thinking like that because at the end of the day, you are a business. 
Like whether you like it or not. I mean, even even us, like doing podcasts, like it's all artistic, it's all creativity. But at the end of the day, it's it's still a business. You got to know that part of it. Yeah, you got to know who you're angling to. Like Fact. what I do with Detroit is different, being a free resource for people. Mm-hmm. I'm more a voice for the black community. That's sure. the branding that I will look to lean more into. Right. With so so now I'm 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 showing people how the sausage is made for Detroit <laughs> is different. Uh oh. I'm a voice of the black community. Yeah. Meaning I want to. I it's more important for me to have allies that probably wouldn't have this platform and align them with different looks. Right. So through the Josh Adams as a comedian, through the Piper Carter as an yeah. activist, through uh, Titties and Tacos with mm-hmm. what they do as the, as the uh, woman friendship, through my natural hair, like yeah. I can now go to the people that come to me and turn around and say, hey, we want to get uh, a perspective and pulse to talk to all of Black Detroit. Yeah. Through this network, I have a link to different variances of what black Detroit is. And whether right. you like Kari Frazier and the Detroit is different mm. podcast or not, you may like Josh Adams. Yeah. You may like feel, Piper Carter. Josh Adams you may like sure. uh you know what I'm saying? You yeah. may like cornbread and caviar. You may like a different look that we offer here with Detroit is different. Yeah. And I have an array of mix to offer you. Yeah. That's what I do and that's my angle. Right. But I would do this completely different mm-hmm. if my goal and my audience was a different audience. Yeah, for sure. For you know sure. what I'm saying? Like, if my goal and my audience was to sell, as I say, like, it's two, in this world of entertainment, I think it's two types of people, which one ain't bad. I used to make it seem like one's worse <laughs> than the other, but it's the same thing. Some people want to make money with artists, mm-hmm. and I think that's me, yeah. but that's a different burden you carry. Right. Some some people want to make money off, off of artists, artists. Yeah, yeah, and that's a different burden they carry. Yeah, for so sure. you just got to figure out which offering you're in, and sometimes yeah. you can mix it. Yeah, but you know, usually, but you got to know the difference between you got to know the difference, yeah. and then you got to know the different responsibilities involved in in, in such. Yeah, so yeah, sure. when I'm when I'm Barry Gordy, yeah, yeah I'm I'm gonna pay for a choreographer. I'm gonna pay for you to get your hair done. I'm gonna pay right. uh, for the for Smokey to write this song. You are gonna sing <laughs> this song? I'm gonna pay right. for the vocal coaches and all of that stuff. Right. So if so I choose to give you five percent of the profit. That's yeah. a fair deal, Mr. Marvin Gaye. You know what I'm saying? And I know that sounds like, yeah, oh, that's, that's yeah, but it's like, buddy. no, but I've put a lot into this investment yeah. that you never did. Exactly. Now, if you want to do business with me, then now you got to do you this put up half of doing. this, you put yeah. up half of that, you put up half of this, right. you put up half of that. And then furthermore, it's like, well, you know, these my plugs too. Yeah. Having a relationship matters it because does. if you go to, this choreographer or this etiquette coach or this makeup artist or whoever, this right. photographer, mm-hmm. this this videographer, they may charge you too much money or they exactly. may not be available. I right. have a relationship with this person. So they like, exactly. all right, I'll do it for X. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? I made and and my value may be worth exactly. X, yeah, Y, Z true. or whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you know, me and Q building our relationship, it's, mm-hmm. it's like... It's a respect amongst what we do together. So Q bring me in on something. I may say like, yo, charge it to the game. But that don't mean his partners get it charged to the game because he already (laughs) done quantified it. Like Kari's value here is worth $600. So I'm taking my 300 uh, of the relationship, but y'all still going to pay the three. Right. For sure. And I know for people watching, they like, oh, that don't sound right. No, it do sound right. That's how it works. Just because the, part of the, the, the discount is there because of the game. Yeah. And it's because the, he's grooming precedent to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the relationship. It's value dog. in that. Yeah. Relationships are important, dog. And I think I heard Khaled say that shit the most. 
but like people starting to really pick up on that. Relationships are like what they are, and I think this is what we used to call like for white folks, we used to call this the old boys club or whatever yeah. shit, right? Um, yeah, like it, we, it we, does exist. Yeah, we need to have it. It does exist. Yeah, like we need it, to have Q, it. Q can hit me up like, hey man, I need a. Uh, you got uh, something just went out. I need a podcast board. I'd be yeah. like, all right, uh, I got one that. Yeah. Here you go. Just off right. bail. It, yeah. It'll happen like that. And yeah. it does happen For like sure. that with certain people. But yeah. then if you somebody from the outside, I ain't seen you put in no grind, <laughs> then yeah, yeah you're going to get a tax. Hell yes. You're going to get a tax. All day. You know For what sure. I'm saying? So it's like... It just is what it is, and I'm sure for you and your industry, it would be the same thing for me. Yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? Or if you, it should be. If you, it, it, should, it should be. be. Yeah. If you own a boat and I need a boat, you you better charge me. And hey, you ain't never it. seen me on a boat. Yeah, you ain't never seen me drive a boat. I'm gonna tear your shit up. Yeah, ain't no telling. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna run it into the dock the first day. Exactly. So yeah, you better know. Shit, you better mm-hmm. know the difference for sure. For sure. Though. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that was just uh going back to that. That was a, that was a great experience, though. Like I I, I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't trade it for nothing. I mean, the life experience was mm-hmm. good, and the the actual experience I got at Black Enterprise, like dogs. And I and I again, I'm going back to what Miss Heather was saying earlier about looking at how the universe been giving me gifts. Um, just looking at all the places that could have called me back. Like, yeah, I could have mm-hmm. went and wrote for Sports Illustrated. I could have wrote for yeah. Vibe Magazine or something. But I wouldn't go get that game that I got from yeah. Earl Gray. You ain't gonna be from next none of them the places. Real publisher. What? what? Yeah, and, and and something you mentioned too. Blessings on blessings, bro. Like so, while we was there, we did a uh, we did a switch. We did a switch with the people over at Essence. I'm fucking met Ed Lewis too. Wow. Who the fuck? Is, come on, dog. Wow. Come on, dog. And That's I'm talking deep. about he got a corner office with three windows, bro. Like it's mm. this is all just looking out to New York. Mm. Like this is fucking crazy. Like this. Anyway, though, it's just and and I look back on that shit. You kind of you kind of forget about it. You know what I'm saying? Like not not like that, but it's just, it's been so many years. But like I'm literally standing in the office on I can't even remember where Essence was at, but it's, it's downtown mm-hmm. New York, and I'm just looking out from this man's office like he created this, dog. Mm-hmm. He created this shit. It's fucking mm-hmm. crazy. It's phenomenal, dog. So so what what led you? More so back into this space and not like mm-hmm. writing books. Oh yeah, journalism, that's what I was gonna say. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, so I did. I did continue to write. So I, I've I've written some books, but like when I left there, um, 2001, 2002, um, we really started kind of getting into the internet age. Like it was coming, yeah. and like print journalism was fucking dying. Yeah. Like I got back to the crib. It's like I'm start filling out for other internships and jobs and shit. It's like mm-hmm. they ain't hiring for real, mm-hmm. or or they got they they got their whole editorial board and that's it. So like they had take a submission from you, but they ain't hiring. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like this shit was dying. So I'm like, damn, I got to do something else. And that's what started like like I said I was doing flipside um the column in college. So I started doing that as a blog on the uh on the, what was that shit called? A uh, blog post or mm. whatever the shit was called. Like mm. I had a I had a website then. Wow. Like, and I was doing my column like, you know what? This is how I'm gonna write. Then I'm gonna publish you. my shit. You gonna go electronically? Self. I'm gonna do it myself. And, and from that point, that's what I've been on. So I did. So you've been independent since then. Ever since then, and I got that game mm. <laughs> from that man. You feel me? Like that's deep. I never would have been thinking about entrepreneurship. I never would have been thinking about like owning my my own publishing or my own corporation, whatever, without having this conversation with Earl Graves. None so, of this would have happened. So today, what's what would you say like of your business model? What mm. are the what are the like key assets what mm. what what's your key asset in your offering 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. You gotta you gotta reposition that question because I ain't sure how to answer. So that. like, okay, like <laughs> of what you of what you doing in business now. What yeah. what are the like key things? What are, what okay. are the what are like your uh my go to? What would you say? My like, what's efforts. your LeBron James's Duh. in your business? Duh. for for me, like what in, in all of this communication shit, whether it be writing, like podcasting, podcast producing, um, my whole thing is communication. Like mm-hmm. I've learned how to communicate with people across the board. And I think what happens is a lot of people lose that art. So, like, this is really my asset. Like, my mm. people tell me all the time, like, it's shit that we want done, and we have to call. <laughs> like, I ain't trying to be funny enough, but they have to call they me. They got to call you to call. In order to go, yeah. Call because, Art Van to get out of this weird bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> 15-year lease for an ottoman. <laughs> oh, for a fucking ottoman. They came like, broke. Right. They, 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 like, broke. they like, yeah, Q, Q gonna know how to talk to them people, man. Get on the phone with them white folks. Dog, that's literally what it is, uh, dog. And, like, I am... I am genuinely charismatic, not not because I'm using it as a tool, but because mm-hmm. I fucking love That's people. Just you. Yeah. I love people, yeah. Okay. I do. But don't let me don't, also people who know me know this about me as well. I love people, but sometimes I get tired of y'all ass. So I sometimes I cut the phone off. I don't talk to motherfuckers. Cause like, you know how it is when you got when you got good energy, like people gravitate towards good energy. They love good energy. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't match it, sometimes they need it. And like sometimes I just don't feel like it. you know what I'm saying like I'm just I'm straight. Let and, me and, and, turn and, down a little bit. And I feel that too because people yeah. have definitely seen me like turn on, turn off, and yeah. it's weird because <laughs> like I'll get on other people's podcasts that like don't know me. Like yeah. it'll be like you know maybe like three guests or something, mm-hmm. and I just know one person. Yeah. And then me walking in, I'm like real quiet, and then I'm just drinking juice or water or something. <laughs> right. And they're like, "Damn, is my man even gonna be a good guest?" And exactly. then they go, and it's like, it's "Damn," he was like. Ah! And it's like, because I, I know I can judge, like off. you say, yeah. you know, because kind of similar to your story, I've had instances along the way mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. For sure. And I kind of know where to go with it. For sure. And I like actually, you know, being the guest sometimes. But yeah. being a host, being a point guard, this position is a tough seat sometimes. Man, what? It's you the know, point guard in the house. is tough. Tough as seeing the house, carrying bro. that conversation, pulling people in, especially when yeah. you got other people to like uh, get the get them on the mic, get this person on the mic, yeah. get this person on the mic without making it seem awkward. Yeah, yeah, because some people do that shit and it's awkward. Like you know, you got three guests and shit, so you hitting them like one, two, three. That's awkward as fuck. Like mm-hmm. when people do like how we doing this interview, like we mm-hmm. legitimately having a conversation. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even know how long this shit could go for real. You yeah. probably, you know it what I'm saying? Go, but it could go. It, yeah. it could really go. So we really just having a conversation. But I've seen people do interviews where it's like, damn near they looking at a checklist. And mm-hmm. that shit is that shit is hella awkward. And these are the people, uh, like no shade, but these are the people who think they can do podcasting. Like it's yeah. not that simple. It's not as simple. <laughs> it's it's very like a lot of things. The mm-hmm. things that look the easiest to do are, are probably artists. very difficult. Yeah. And especially if it's an easy thing to do that it looks like anybody can do it. Facts. Because technically, <laughs> I'm one to say, like, when people ask, like, what do you think of my show? What do you think of my show? I always go back to, like, because your world in communication, my world is marketing. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I'm always like, who is your audience? Because yeah. it's, it's like, if I'm not a part of your audience, I could love your show. Mm-hmm. But that may not be a good don't, thing. Yeah, don't mean that. Because yeah. so, like, who is your audience, and how do they interpret things, and what do they listen to? What the off? Yeah. Like, you can really get nuanced into who your audience is. Right. And technically, I believe to be an effective podcaster, mm-hmm. you should essentially be who your audience is. Right. It should reflect who you are, because it's very difficult to like go into a whole another world. Like, if it I is. was to host a podcast on, I don't know, what's something I'm not really. 
up on. I'm not into like, I'm not into sneaker culture like that. Yeah, right. So right. if so I were to do, to do it, I think one. I could do a decent one. Yeah. But if Rose Spit did one, it probably kick ass because he's into sneaker culture. And shout out to Rose Spit though. Yeah. For the for them Jays just came out, bro. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Detroit style Jays, bro. On the yeah, what, what is they on the tools? I think it is. Yeah, man. Um, shit, that's phenomenal. Shout out but to him, But he's into that culture. It matches up. Yeah. It, it fits. Shout out to Burn Rubber, all that shit. Yeah. 218. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So so with that, as we get closer to a close, mm-hmm. now we get, um, how do people connect? How do people hear? Where, where should they go? Dog, everywhere. <laughs> 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 no, but we are legitimately everywhere. And while I'm saying that, real quick, let me shout out my people out in, uh, out in Denver, mm. Denver, Colorado. Shout out. Uh, to the plug the the plug network all right so the plug network um shout out to my man julius uh he got a couple of partners out there i don't i don't know all the partners but shout out to julius um julius i met this is a whole nother part of the story that i guess we'll share another time i ended out i ended up going to uh denver um uh, i reloaded relocated to denver for about three no uh, probably two and a half three years mm-hmm. uh working for comcast out there and then i mm. did an internship at a radio station out there and i met julius Mm-hmm. And me and Julius was always talking about doing something. Like, we go put something together, and then I end up coming back to the crib. Then he hit me up, and he was like, dog, I got this thing together, and, like, I want you to, you know, be a part of it. So we uh, we, we do some work together with, with my audio content. So what he does with the plug network is that he actually uses uh, the all of the audio con- content of the people that he gather, and he leverages it to uh, advertisers. Oh. So he kind of like the he the go between for advertisers and our audio. That's like, cool. I'm gonna connect y'all because he, okay. he's an important person to know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I said all that to say that my shit is everywhere. <laughs> so, That's what's up. Yeah, so like uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, even now on uh, what's the Audible? Like we on Audible, okay. all of that shit. So like what we do is uh, he uses Art 19. Art 19 is a distribution system. Mm-hmm. Um, so we submit all that shit and then it just it just goes out. So. Um, but for me, actually, uh, we've got a website, too. So it's just eblockradio.com. That's eblockradio.com. All of the shows is there. All the shows I produce, all mm-hmm. the shows that I'm a part of. Uh, some of them I'm not a part of. I'm just on the other side of the camera. So yeah. um, shout out to the Oh Yeah podcast. Shout out to the Oh Yeah We Tapped In podcast. Shout out to the Beers Bourbon Whiskey podcast, which is uh, me and a couple of homies, too. Um, just, just, it's, yeah, we trying to do something. I don't okay. know. We trying to turn into, uh, like a, a, a bigger network for some of the underrepresented voices. Like the, this is like kind of, uh, a collection of misfits. Like, like people, it. people that probably wasn't supposed to be podcasting, mm-hmm. but we fucked around and got good at it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I can't wait to uh to tap in on one of the uh, for sure. on one of the ideas is you know Bro. our brains will, uh, will switch off as like I like yeah. I always say sometimes not running the point guard. I love being the two guard yeah, or something for sure, especially for sure. like something real nuanced. Yeah, and just like how you mentioned though, and, and again this is this is going back to uh, Miss Heather what she told me earlier about mm-hmm. my my blessings when I left there. I had a conversation with uh with Lazar um <laughs> about some shit that we could put together, you know, yeah. with the with the uh Black Spirits event. And I'm just like, fuck, mm-hmm. this shit just gonna keep happening like this? Yeah. Crazy, like dog. So shout out to them, dog. Shout out to uh my man Diddy in the city, dog. That's uh Deshaun. Um just it's it's a go. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's a fucking go. If you don't know, 
Cause you, this is me. I'm pretty. I'm pretty humble. I'm modest mm-hmm. and shit. But at this point, I think it's time for me to talk my shit. It's a fucking go. Oh no, nah, man. You, so, you, <laughs> you, you are casting a big shadow. For sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, even connecting on the uh, Black Podcast Fest and for seeing sure. what what's gonna represent. And uh, and, and about so much that, more. even if you can't make it, I'm mm-hmm. still I'm still gonna get you into connection with the founder. Okay. Cause sure. like we just need to. This is my thing. When I go to all these podcast festivals, I went Afros and Audio. I was a speaker. Uh, the uh, uh pod uh shit what was the uh god damn it i can't think of the name i was just out in jersey i did i did theirs i was a speaker out there i went to uh shit uh one of another podcast like i went to a lot of shit yeah and i'm meeting a lot of people and what we doing at this point or at least what i'm trying to do i'm trying to build a, a network and i say yeah. i want to say national network but i eventually want to go international mm-hmm. but like i want to be like what charlemagne is right now in the radio industry. He the fucking plug. Yeah. And I ain't gonna lie, I didn't used to like Charlamagne. I'm like, what the fuck is he on? But Hilarious. like he the plug though, bro. So like I wanna be that. So like like how you said that we go out to Philly, go to this joint, and they like, well, we wanna do something in, in Michigan. I got you. Yeah. Like, oh, we wanna do something in Colorado. I know who to call. Yeah. You know, I wanna be that. So mm-hmm. like that's where I'm headed now. So like that's I said, if you don't know what's going on, fuck with me, because it's going up. Like for real. It's simple as that. All right. Now we got <laughs> the classic Detroit is different questions. Uh-oh. <laughs> Very first car, year making model. What year you get it, dog? So I had an eighty-four, a white eighty-four Cutlass Supreme, dog. The four. Oh door, man, the photo with the, oh, the back windows don't let down, bro. Oh man, got that shit in nineteen ninety-seven, my senior year. Oh of high man, school. you was like, uh, you was like a, a, a the. <laughs> That car, that car could have possibly got stolen the day while you was in. <laughs> Man, that, so just just so you know, the car did get stolen. <laughs> but it was, it was Carlos and Regals, boy. It was years later though. But I, I will say this real quick story about the Cuddy. I had the Cuddy and shit. The motherfucking uh got a hole in the muffler and shit. Right, so this is my senior year. I left it at the crib. My old man said, like, should I take it to the shop for you? Like, nigga, just get to school. So I get to school. I come back. My car's still in the driveway. I'm like, damn, old man didn't even take my shit to the shop. So I go to start it. And that motherfucker loud as shit. Like, glue, 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 glue. Like, damn, this shit still got a hole in the motherfucking muffler. My dog come out from two doors down. He was like, damn, nigga, you got flow masters. Like, what you talking about? <laughs> so, dog, I jump. Dog, I jump out. I look on the back. The old man that got me some motherfucking uh, some stainless steel. Dog, some stainless steel duels in that bitch, bro. <laughs> Man, I'm talking about I was hitting the okay, engine in that bitch, boy. Wait, I gotta, I gotta ask these questions. Boy, a uh, uh, Cuddy's Monte Carlo's Regals was was like the 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 premier the hood car for sure. What type of sounds you have in it, dog? I I got jokes on this one. Now I ended up with some 15s and a little okay. amp that my man's had gave me and shit. But I ain't gonna lie to you. The first time mm-hmm. I had a I had a little amp that my dog down the street had let me get. And my nigga, I had a house speaker in the back, bro. Hey, that hey, a hey. legit house speaker, hey. dog. Hey, you had the home boom boxes. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta go with, but you added some fifteens. I added some fifteens. Oh man, yeah. you, where was the first place you went when you got it? Dog, the first place I now this is the thing when I first got it and shit, the motherfucker was smoking. Ah. So, so the first place I went was What's just shop. What, I should have right, but I'm just going up and down seventy five, like going as fast as I can to see if I can blow the smoke out. So then I remember uh, me and the homie shit, we had went to Wendy's and I'm sitting in Wendy's and killing the motherfucker behind me. <laughs> Smoke just going. <laughs> so Wendy's was the first place I went, dog. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. For sure. Dave Thomas is like, hey, we did not support not support right. polluting you that day. No, we polluted the shit out of that motherfucker, dog, for real. Shout out to my Cuddy, though. Shout out to my old man, dog, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, he blessed all me with that. All white Cuddy. All white Cuddy. Had the white rally rims and shit. Yeah, I'm surprised you. Yeah, Plus man, you, interior, were, you had bro. to park. Yeah, you had to be very careful parking 
any yeah. place, like any parties or anything. No, for sure. Whew. Another quick story about the Cuddy, though. We yeah. had a, uh, we had a, uh, damn, I can't remember the club. We, shit, we was downtown River somewhere. Rock. No, it was, it was one of them off joints. Like, it wasn't the joint that we go to all the time. I can't fucking oh, remember. Okay. But anyway, so uh, I come out, and if anybody know about Cuddies and Regals and shit, you know the trans go out sometimes and the fucking reverse don't work. Like, and niggas know that the reverse go out and all of them shits. I don't know why. So we leaving. I go to throw that boy in reverse, hit the gas, and it ain't going because, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it can't reverse, but I'm on the hill. That bitch go down. Ha! Hit the car in front of me, dog. So I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, so I try to back up and it ain't going. So, dog, we jump out, push my shit back, dog, and I drove off the curb. We got the fuck on. I, I murdered somebody car in front of me, dog. Because, you know, this is this a steel bitch, so it towed yeah. that motherfucker up. Yeah. Man, we pushed that motherfucker I got the fuck on. That's Luckily, why, wasn't nobody out there. That's why, that's why this is a no-fault statement. <laughs> I know they came out from the club uh, pissed. They, they came out pissed, but if they, if they, if they, as long as they deductible ain't too high, I just right. had to, I just had to hit off a seven fifty deductible Ooh. for, uh, for just like a some light work. It was like, oh, Damn, this is seven fifty. Oh man, you know how it is, man. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. that's the part of entre- entrepreneurship, like that that big drop that happens yeah. for most people because they got uh, health insurance through their right. job. That, that don't that entrepreneurs, that, yeah. that car insurance people don't pay. So I will be switching off to a new insurance agency sometime <laughs> right, soon because I know they gonna they gonna be ah that's about to shoot up big time Everything on top of deductible. Damn. Ugh. Yeah. But okay, you the DJ at the fireworks. Uh-huh. Woodward and Jefferson Woodward get to play Jefferson. three songs. What songs you playing? Oh, shit, like right now or back then when a nigga was really fucking around whenever, down there? Whenever, All right. I ain't going to lie right now. Uh, like right now, I can't even think of three songs. Uh, let me see what I want specifically. I, I got to do – I'm heavy on Vezo and Peasy right now. I don't know why. Like I'm on my – I'm in my – bro, I'm in my well, Detroit bag. Well, you Eastsider. That, that uh, might be why. Peasy. Yeah. I, I love Peasy, man. Yeah. I love Peasy. Yeah. So you know I like what I'm only dope for Diamond Link's been in rotation. My homeboy – it's yeah. funny because like I was like one of the first people from the crew like, yo. This kid, Peasy got that glow. No, he got you know that shit, bro. He got you that know. shit, dog. Him and Vezo, like I said, that's mm-hmm. my hood, so maybe that's mm-hmm. why she you know, 4205 shit. But mm-hmm. um, so I gotta do that uh Builder Bear shit from mm-hmm. Peasy. Um, fuck, what's the name of that joint? Vezo shit. Um, I think it's I'm I'm sick of y'all niggas or some shit. Like, damn, I think it's I'm I'm sick of y'all niggas or some shit. I was just playing that shit. Like I put it on mm-hmm. one of my videos. Mm-hmm. It's them two joints right there, and then I ain't gonna lie. Let me see where else I wanna go with it, dog. If I'm down there, it's probably gonna be some ladies down there and shit. What's that joint? The, the Tim's joint. I'm probably gonna play that. Uh, what's the how that shit go? It's a it's a slow song and shit. But so so the Tim's joint, uh, which I can't think of the name of and shit. Mm-hmm. People watching, you can uh, you can comment below, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, the Builder Bear and the uh, I'm sick of y'all uh, joint by Vezo. That's my that's my shit. That's my playlist right there. Okay, I gotta, I gotta get out my hood rat shit. Though. I'm getting too old for this Hilarious. shit. But I, I fuck with it though. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Last question. Mm-hmm. You could rename Woodward after one D trader. Who would it be and why? Damn. What? Off of one D. Dog, I'm about to fuck you up, dog. I would rename that joint after uh Oh shit. Who I wanna damn? How how about this? Michael Eric Dyson. That's interesting. For sure. Okay. Because Michael Eric Dyson is like in my eyes, it's like a for real. In real life, no disrespect, a hood nigga, right? Like he a hood nigga who who made it scholastically. And what I love about him though is that he forced you to think. Like mm-hmm. at first, I was mad about that shit because I'm like, Hilarious. dog, you ain't you don't have to use these kind of fucking words and terminology. Hilarious. Tell me what it is. But then I started thinking like, 
No, what he's doing is making me elevate my mm-hmm. thinking. So I fucking respect that. So I, I would rename it after him, Michael Eric uh, Dyson. Uh, shout out to him as a fellow Northwestern coat as well. Oh, there God. we go. Yeah, these goddamn there Westsiders. There we go, coats. <laughs> <laughs> goddamn Westsiders. But yeah, that's what it would be. T-S. <laughs> coats, coats, coats. For sure. All right, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, we definitely going to get you back in the mix. This For was sure. fun, man. No, it was. Though. I, I would love to come back. And I got to get you on whatever, oh, yeah, whatever show you want to be on. All right. you, you drink bourbon and whiskey? Yeah, man. All right, so you got to come on both shows. Then you come okay. on the morning show, and then we do the beers, bourbon, whiskey podcast. Yeah, I, would, I would rather not drink bourbon in the morning. It's going to mess up Oh, no, up it, ain't, it ain't in the morning. It ain't in the morning. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> no, we don't do it in the morning. <laughs> for sure. All right, for sure. Peace. Peace out, y'all. Black revolutionaries, distillery owners, Italian fashion retailers, and Motown Grammy winners all share their best stories never before told in any other media outlets on Detroit is Different. Visit DetroitIsDifferent.com or download the Detroit is Different app on Apple's App Store or Google's Play Store.